couple of my most memorable um, cricketing like moments as like a viewer came while watching the IPL this year. Um, and I think one of the screenings that we did at the library, the Mumbai Punjab match, like we could have never told, we could have never told that. I think we had booked the room till like three o'clock, and we could have never told that the the match would actually go on till three o'clock, like three p.m. <laughs> three p.m. Like Boston time, we never thought the match would go on till then. But there were two super overs, and I remember meeting a bunch of people for the very first time that day, and. obviously like there was a little bit of stiffness because we don't want like there were freshmen there there were sophomores there everyone's getting to know each other but the match just got so like i don't know the match went down right to the wire even somehow kings 11 punjab like messed it up after like being on on driver's seat for like the most part of the second innings and then when the super overs happened i don't even know how we passed those 40 45 minutes like i was just screaming and shouting and going from one end of the auditorium to another and someone captured those like i i got a couple of videos that day from people afterwards like of me like just jumping and screaming and i don't even remember doing any of those things and i feel like the best moments as a viewer come when you don't remember you did certain things and like when i was, like even like tana when we were watching a mumbai rcb match the one that went into the super over like a couple of weeks before that i didn't know tana was recording my reaction like for almost two or three minutes during the super over when uh, virat kohli and abdul jabbar were batting because i was just so frustrated because i had seen ishan kishan play the innings of his life i had seen karan polak play the innings of his life make 85 runs in the last four overs and take mumbai to a super over and then lose from there so i was just so agitated and i think that's when even i cried <laughs> because mumbai indians lost to an rcb that shouldn't have won that day and then i cried again one month later when rcb got knocked out like the tears of happiness that came out of the just those tears of happiness when rcb got knocked out were like unfathomable So yeah, those were like small moments. It's the IPL. There's not much like nationalism, patriotism involved. But for some reason, like the IPL, because that was my first like proper exposure to cricket, it always gives me a lot of like excitement and a lot of like joy. And I know like one of Akash's um like one of the stories which he told me when we were just becoming friends about like his experiences with cricket was also like pertaining to his um IPL experiences. So like, do you want to share that, Akash? Yeah, sure. I was debating between two stories, and this is one of them. So I'll start with this one. Um. This was um, two IPLs ago. I am at this stage, obviously, well into my love for the game, but I still have never made it to an IPL match, just because I am never, almost never, in India during the IPL, just because of when school breaks work out and when the IPL is. Um, so finally, I went there, um, went to India, went to Chennai um, during my spring break, my last year of high school. and finally we had the chance um some old school friend of a friend of my dad's managed to get us tickets and, and david morgan uh yeah not david morgan <laughs> unfortunately that would have been nice um but yeah we we thought we'd we'd go for the most authentic experience possible so uh went to the side went to some random store bought a yellow shirt because i didn't have any yellow clothes i don't like yellow clothes um but we bought one we got on the local train so this is not even the metro this is the old local train system um and it's like a you know old old system really packed um and gradually as we went stop by stop from near where we lived until the stadium it got more and more yellow and less and less normal and by the time we got there it was just full of people wearing yellow clothes um and we we got out we were right in front of the stadium and it was packed it was loud um the atmosphere outside was already just amazing there were queues of people everywhere you know buying stuff and 
as I got down um, from the station, one interesting thing happened. Um, a guy with yellow, red, and blue paint was walking around. And without asking, without saying a word, he came up to me and started painting on my cheek. And before I could like get away, <laughs> he'd already finished like writing CSK on my cheek. So like I like I had to cough up cough up you know the fifty rupees, but it turned out to be a good investment. It made my experience and my photos all the more memorable. Um, and so yeah, that that happened. I walked into the stadium. Um, they handed me like a free wristband and a cap. I walked up. I was in like the um, like I was in like the new part of of the stadium, you know, the part with all the wind tunnels or whatever, the separated stands. And I was just looking around and there were just crowds and crowds of people just dancing and, and screaming, shouting. Um, and the game itself wasn't that memorable. If, if you guys don't remember, it's that RCB Chennai game um, where they scored, I think, 80 runs each. Like RCB was out for like nothing. The pitch was horrible. Um, I don't remember a single boundary being hit that day. Um, definitely no sixes. But, you know, that, that wasn't what matter. It was the joy of the people around us. Every, uh, you know, exchange between overs was more fun than the actual match because the people around us are just dancing and every moment Dhoni is shown on the screen, everyone's just screaming. Like, I've never heard a sound like that before when Dhoni and Reina come out. Because like the love for them there is is very real, um, and so that memory and and we we did win the match as low scoring as it was we did win, um, so that was an amazing experience and um, the kind of cherry on the top was at the end um, we took the same train back and this time it was packed with Chennai fans, um, and just like everyone is just screaming shouting singing because we had won you know the first match of the IPL so. That is one of my most amazing memories. And I guess I'll come to the other one later if we have time. Virat Kohli saw that Chapak pitch and was like, we're going to play all our test matches here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what's happening, actually. Yeah, yeah that, that, there you go. They're, yeah. Playing, they're playing their first two test matches in Chennai, I think, right? I know, the, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, <laughs> just on IPL, if you don't mind, Samia, just my memory as well. Um, I think, you know, going back much further back than than that because you know when I lived in India it was the last time I saw an IPL game in the stadium um, we were fortunate enough to have you know again there's a bunch of stories but here's one that that I remember um, you know usually we saw this in a in a uh, as like a group of family friends because one of our family friends uh, worked for United or still works I actually don't remember works for United Breweries which is the Vijayamalia and the main sponsor for for RCB so he always got tickets and I think one day he wasn't able to go. So I think to, when 2008, when, when they started, he would get a few tickets and he would kind of distribute them to, we had like four families in the group. Each family would get a set of tickets for, for different matches. So once it was me, my brother and my dad, we got tickets to see again, an RCB Chennai game. Um, and this was at the time when, you know, Rahul Dravid, Kumble, you know, all those Jack Ellis, this was right off the back of the famous, you know, uh, 58 all out against uh, KKR. And, you know, this was, um, I think Chennai batted first. 40, 49, 49. 40, sorry, even less. Dedicated RCB fan right here. Um, I mean, Samia, not me. Uh, you know, they hit, Chennai hit, I think, 175, 180. Samia, please fact check me. Um, and, you know, I, we, I remember, okay, we're probably going to lose this. So, 
we were we happened we were lucky enough to be sitting in a box then and i remember we were sitting next to this guy who just kept ordering all the food and was like very misogynistic to the waiter or whatever um who happened to be a girl it's just like a classic business tycoon from from bangalore and you know there, there's like there's a tv in the box and then you can see the the match through the glass right and the box is is like 7 seconds behind so sometimes we made the mistake of looking at the tv and suddenly it gets really loud outside and you realize you're behind so you've missed something um so that was a really cool experience just watching that but the what defined kind of my interest in cricket was i remember we were you know five overs away from the match getting over we were about to lose my dad said okay let's leave before so we can beat the crowd so we decided to use the bathroom um and walking down the bathroom go to the bathroom finish come outside and i run into krishnamachari shrikant krishnamachari krishnamachari shrikant and happened to be in the chennai section of the box he walks out he's wearing all yellow and i think he was commentating that match and had finished his shift he you know runs into me i'm wearing my rcb cap and everything else he looks at me and he says hi how's it going then he starts laughing at me he says you're going to lose walks by me and that was it and uh, and then i remember there was another match that i think the two matches down the road we ran into javagol shrinath who said i'm sorry because we lost that match too um or the you know the next year whenever it was so it's just a couple of bathroom experiences where i've met indian legends and you know krishnamachari shrikant I think I obviously heard a lot about his personality from my dad and watching 1983 and stuff like that but it was like this guy really does not hold back even for a 10-year-old child um and yeah so that was that was a really cool experience there's a couple of others but that was the first one where I kind of really got into cricket because before that we were into soccer a lot and football um and we never really were in that that level until you see a game live and you're you know with other fans and seeing you know just by the team getting stopped um you know everyone's wearing red everyone's cheering us to be until the very end um it's a regular expectation for us to lose so i think uh despite that kind of that's what sort of made me stick with the team throughout and it's like there's a sense of regardless of what happens there's always going to be millions of people behind this team and um krishna majari should can saying that all the more meant that you know even if we're losing we're getting to the other team you know so um yeah that was a, that was an interesting experience that's interesting um that when you when you were like telling your experience about that that's when i realized the point of my mumbai uh, mumbai rcb mumbai punjab story was the underdogs thing right ishan kishan everyone had written him off people thought that he has nothing in him like he barely got any game time in the last couple of years and he wasn't given like much credence but he actually ended up being the third fourth highest run getter in the ipl this year played at number 4 played as an opener played as a finisher like just i don't know imbibed so many different roles don so many different hats and like succeeded in every single like role that he was given um but yeah speaking of uh, people who you run into anika you told me you ran into vijay vijay shankar last year yeah so um last year during the uh 2019 world cup i was actually i was interning in new york but i had to go to india for my cousin's wedding and my parents were like okay why don't you fly through london and see some matches on the way so the timing just so happened to work out that i got to see um india england and then india bangladesh and um so what happened was i flew from the us to london i landed on the morning of the india england match my family picked me up from the airport and we drove because this match was in birmingham so i landed at heathrow we made the 3 hour drive to birmingham and we watched that match and it was like an amazing atmosphere because whenever like india plays in the uk like it's almost a home game um we lost that match but it was still super fun to watch and then we came back um and then two, just so happened the schedule worked out two days later that india was playing again so then this was india bangladesh again in birmingham 
So my dad and I booked our tickets to India such that we flew out from Birmingham after the match. So we like we took our bags like all packed, went on the train um, to Birmingham that morning, watched the match, we won, and then like went to the airport, um, and we were flying to Calcutta via Dubai. Um, and it just so happened that Vijay Shankar was on our flight because he was going home injured. Like he, I think he injured his toe at that time. Um, so we're checking in and everything. And then like, I just kind of turn around and I see somebody with like, with India bags, like, um, and I was like, oh, like, who's this? And then his bags were upside down, but I just happened to see like Vijay Shankar. And I was like, oh, no way. And then I look up and it's him. And I was like, and I, like, I nudge my dad and I was like, look who it is. Um, and I was like, no, we like, we shouldn't bother him or anything. Like he's obviously like really dejected and stuff. He's going home injured and whatever. And my dad was like, oh, like he just like would like no shame just went up to him and was like, hi, can we, can we get a picture with you? So we like took a selfie with him and stuff. And he was just like, you know, obviously like not uh, super into it. Cause he was just like not in the mood. Um, but yeah, like that was, that was a really cool um, incident. Cause we'd like seen these two matches and then like happened to run into him on the way to India. I think speaking of no shame, I remember uh, during the IPL when teams used to come to Calcutta, they would stay at this particular hotel and uh, I used to go to that same hotel every time when they had a match and sit at the same coffee shop hoping to get their autographs and I remember there was this one particular manager right of the coffee shop. The first time I entered that coffee shop, uh, the manager thought I was there to eat a meal and I went inside, I sat. And then suddenly this manager seeing every time a cricketer goes to get some food, this one kid goes up to him and he's like, can I please get, a, can I get an autograph and I get a photo with you? And the manager got like, he realized that uh, I was there just to get the autograph. And I used to do this before every match. So I used to go to that particular hotel four or five times and the manager used to see me, but he couldn't do anything. And I remember this one time, uh, I now that I think about it, I feel really bad, but I remember... Um, Badrinath was there, it was, in, it was Calcutta versus CSK and he was getting cereal, okay, and he was pouring milk and I stopped him and I was like, please, before you do that, can you please take a photo with me and then take your breakfast and then he looks at me and he calls the manager and I get really, really scared where I thought the manager is going to get really pissed at me, but he calls the manager and he tells the manager, uh, could you please hold my plate while I take a picture with him? And then I give the manager a look as a see, I told you he's a nice guy, it's you who have a problem. And then I get that picture with him. And then uh, after that, I just stopped going to that hotel. But uh, now that I think about it, I don't know how I had, like I was shameless enough to do that every time. But uh, I think that was the best part about IPR and having matches in Calcutta, just being able to do that. The truth is Pranav didn't stop going to the hotel for any other reason, but because Piyush Chala rejected him once. <laughs> after, yeah, after that Piyush guy, Chala he didn't give me an autograph. <laughs> I, I, I was so pissed at him. I still I still abuse him whenever I think of him. He was walking right past me and I was like, can I give an autograph? He said no to me. He didn't even give me a reason. Like, no, he just went and forward. And then I was like, fine, I'm sure you must be hungry. You want to go eat, go have it's your fine. burger. He, he, got dropped, he got dropped from the Indian team after that. So you clearly won Obviously that battle. Obviously, <laughs> you clearly won that battle. Speaking of, and again, I'll, I'll try to space these out, but most of my stories are also airports and hotels. I think, okay, hotels is more my parents than me, but airports... There's one, Swami, I don't know if I've told you this, but 2014, there was the India West Indies store. Um, this was, I think, on a trip back. This, I mean, I'm living here now at this point, and we're, I think, coming back to the US, and we're in Dubai Airport. And by the way, on that flight also, my mom happened to sit next to Rishi Kapoor, by the way. So already, this was a, a, a good trip. Then we, you know, we get to Dubai Airport. We're sort of like settling down, waiting for the next flight. 
And then, you know, we were bored, my brother and I, so we pulled out our DSs or whatever, and we're just, you know, preoccupied. And then my dad says, put that down, look over there. And we see Jadeja, Ashwin, Dhoni, Yuvraj, then, you know, Dhoni, uh, sorry, Kohli, Raina, Dawan, all walking in a line and they're like in groups and they're like, put it down, go, go ask them for pictures and stuff. We approached Jadeja first to Pranav's point, straight up refusal, just refused to. And before that, Dhoni took a picture with us. And then after that, you know, Jadeja just flat out was like, no, I'm good. Thanks. And kept walking. Since Sanjay Manjrekar moment. Yeah, exactly. My Sanjay Mantra. But no, I like Jadeja now. So anyway, my parents had a similar experience at one of the IPL after parties with Kevin Peterson. Kevin Peterson refused to take a picture. And since then, my entire family's hated Kevin Peterson. Um, and, you know, we have this like kind of Amazon photos that this like we're tweeting pictures, things on our TV screen. We can keep seeing the pictures. And every five or six minutes, we see one with Makai Natini, one with Dwayne Bravo. There's like a video of Dwayne Bravo and Chris Gale dancing. Um, they ran into Yunus Khan at an airport. So there's all these like, I don't know what the, the luck is with airports and hotels, but, and then, but anyway, so once the, the Jadeja thing happened, um, I decided to explore. Like I was like, okay, the, you know, we're in this section of the airport. We happen to get there super early. So there's not a lot of people there at the gate. So I like walked down this hallway. I was like, who else can I find? And I happened to see Raina, Kohli and Tawan all in a group at once. Unfortunately, I didn't have anything on me to like ask for an autograph or even take a picture, nothing. So I ended up saying to Raina, I'm your biggest fan, and then walking away. Um, and it was like, I, I don't know why I did that. And they were just, they, and they didn't even move. They stood there. They were waiting to take a picture, but I didn't have anything to take a picture with. So I felt awkward that is, asking. You that know. is me with Rohit Sharma every single time. Yeah, there you go. I have nothing, nothing on me. So I can't say anything. What am I going to do? I can't have a conversation with them about cricket. And they just, they stand there and I keep moving. And that was one of the most bizarre experiences. After that had happened, I come back to where my family's sitting and I see my dad and brother, but my mom is missing. And I look, you know, about 50 steps this way. And she's engaged in a full-on Tamil conversation with Ravi Chandra Ashwin. Like this went on for 20, 25 minutes. I have a picture. Um, I, you know, in fact, last year when we were trying to like just DM cricketers for fun, I remember DMing Ashwin with that picture and I can send it if, if y'all want. Um, and that was like a full-on conversation. And dad, you know, of course, Ashwin is famous for that, like having these talks with random fans and he'll just he's a very kind of open personality with fans but that experience was really bizarre because I remember before that really you know we'd given up on cricket in the U.S. following cricket in the U.S. and then I got back into it after that just before the 2015 World Cup so that was a really cool experience also and then last year uh, on the way back from India we ran to MS Dhoni in New York airport and we tried to approach him for a picture but the problem was that um, there was security all around and he like I remember him telling us he was like listen, they're going to get really mad if we take this picture right now. So I'd, I'd wait till they're outside um, and then I'll take a picture with you. And he told this to my dad and myself. But the problem was by the time we had to get out, everyone had to clear out. So we weren't able to get the picture, but that was- But he conned you, he conned you guys. He must have conned us, conned us out of a picture. <laughs> yeah, no, but he didn't take a picture with anyone to his no, credit. No, no, exactly, uh, exactly. So yeah. yeah. But that was well played by Emma Stoney. Yeah, really uh, right. And then like Hard. earlier this year, I think before COVID, uh, my mom was on a plane, sat next to Harsha Bogle. So yeah, that's all the plane and airport experiences. And I told Uzair about Yunus Khan also at the time. You know, the Harsha Bhogli thing um, reminds me of one of the questions I had for today. Have like commentators or like commentary lines or something that commentators or experts have said like ever um, like stuck with you? Because for me, there are like a few moments like with Ian Bishop and Carlos Brathwaite, obviously. And then even like we've spoken about this on the podcast with Michael Holding with Mohammed Amir, like 
the amount of um i don't know just how upset he was when that whole incident happened like those are the like those are the reasons why like i remember so many of these moments like michael holding has been one of the people who i remember a lot like harsha bhogle almost everything he says like when rohit sharma hit his century like the 35 ball century against sri lanka there was one of the sixes that he hit was like seventh or eighth six and he's like the fielders are just like kids at an airport like every time you look up you see a plane flying above you so like just those lines they just like stick with me and then like they just enrich the viewing experience so much so like have you guys had any like such um like, i don't know like love for a commentator or love for someone who's like calling the game You're on mute, Hussein. Yeah, so I was for me it was Nasser Hussein in also the the, the, the Champions Trophy final, um, where Amir obviously got Kohli out but was dropped, and then the next ball Shadab could took the catch, and then Nasser Hussein said one moment up, one moment down, Pakistan cricket at its best or like at its finest or something like that, and I was like in that moment. Apart from the ecstasy of getting Kohli out, I was so thankful that Ramiz Raja wasn't on commentary <laughs> because he would not have been able to capture that moment. And I, I was, I was just very, very happy, very relieved that that we had someone, someone like Nasser. Um, yeah. Any like final stories to share before we move on to trivia? Sure, I could share one quick one. Um... That's, I guess, similar to a lot of them in that it's based in England, and it's a moment that made me much more interested in cricket than I already was. Um, so this was in 2011. I had already had, I'd already fully become the cricketing fan that I am today, almost by, by that year because, um, World Cup win at the start of the year, um, Chennai's second consecutive IPL win after that. Um, and so that whole summer, I was already very engrossed in cricket. Um, and so that was when India toured England. It wasn't our finest tour of England or any country by any means. Um, we got thrashed, as far as I remember, in many ways. Um, and I think the only high point from that was that Dravid played brilliantly in that tour. And he's probably my favorite Indian cricketer. Was that his retirement tour? Was that his last I believe tour? so, yeah. I think... 2011 was his final, at least test series. Um, and so, yeah, we, we had a trip planned to England and France at the end of the summer. And unfortunately, the dates were set in stone such that we couldn't watch a test match or an ODI or anything. And the only thing we could watch was a tour match with the Kent um, County Cricket Club. And so for me, it wasn't a big issue. I still got to see the Indian players for the first time. Um, and so we, we went there and turns out it was raining. And so we were sitting in Canterbury at their, you know, county um, ground and it was raining really badly. English weather, horrible. And the match that was supposed to be a 50 over match got delayed and delayed and delayed. And so at first it was like a, you know, kind of a disappointing moment to think that I was going to see my favorite players for the first time in person um, and it just wouldn't happen. But it turned out to be one of the best experiences of my life because I just had so many different kinds of experiences that day. So um, one of them is there were small nets nearby where a lot of like local English children were playing. Um, and so 
I went in there and for the first time ever, I got to play cricket with other children because that's not something I've done in the US. You don't go play pickup cricket. Um, you play like pick up other sports. Um, and so it was still raining. It was still, you know, drizzling or pouring at various times. But I just put the raincoat on and when, you know, played a quick match, bowled and over, batted miserably um, against local like English kids. And it was really great experience. Um, that was one thing. The other thing was just the atmosphere because fans weren't leaving despite the rain and the delays going for basically the entire day. Um, there was like Bhangra going on, a lot of music, um, a lot of fans from, you know, the local Canterbury people, Indian fans, just so many people to meet and, and hear experiences from. Um, I remember everyone near us was really kind, um, like welcoming to me, I guess, because I was a little kid. But probably the best part was when um, we went around the back of, I guess, uh, the ground and we saw that a lot of the Indian players were, you know, they'd gotten bored. And so they were going to the nets to, you know, get some batting practice in. And that was when I saw a couple of the guys. And at the time, it was, for me, some of the people I most wanted to see. Um, and so I was, like, close up, like, in crowds of people surrounding, like, Rohit and Raina and Gambir. And um, unfortunately, I was too scared the first pass. And so I had to go back to them. Um, and, and like build up the confidence to actually approach them and ask for an autograph. Um, but yeah, I never ended up getting one from Rohit, but I still today have in the other room a miniature bat with a signature from Raina and Gambir. Um, and at the, at the time, those were both very special to me because, you know, Gambir with the World Cup had left an impression on me at the time and Raina will always leave an impression on me. Um, as one of my favorite players. Um, so that memory of, you know, meeting them and building up the confidence to go surround them in a group of 15 other children was very exciting. Um, and so I'll always remember that. And the final, you know, moment that made the night was I got to watch Dravid um, bat with, with Kohli and a couple of the other guys. Um, you know, I'll never watch Dravid bat again. So that was special. And Sachin was the 12th man. So from a distance, I got to see him waving at everyone from the pavilion. And so, yeah, I, I saw Sachin and Dravin and Dhoni that day. And even though it was a T20 and I didn't see much great cricket, I still had one of the best cricketing experiences that day that I could ever ask for. So, yeah, that's, that's my other story. That's awesome. That's awesome. Speaking of pickup cricket, it's soon going to become a thing. And this semester, thanks to Uzair's like glorious backyard, we were able to do like pick up cricket every Friday. So that was, that was really cool. So yeah, hopefully in the future, we're going to have like pick up cricket at Tufts in the next couple of years at some point. But yeah, it was great like listening to all of you guys' stories. And unless you guys have one other quick one to share, we can move on to trivia. It's fairly straightforward today. And I'm pretty sure like very all of them will be. Very, yeah, yeah. very quickly, very quickly. Oh, Off the pickup cricket thing, it's definitely going to become a thing. I mean, it's become a thing here in, in Westchester. And I think a large part of that is because of club cricket becoming a big thing in the tri-state area. So don't worry, it's coming. But the last thing of in terms of like actually playing cricket, one of the defining moments was when Steve Buckner umpired one of my matches, <laughs> one of my club matches. And he was just as bad as he was in, in, in international cricket. Clear edge catch not given because apparently hit the guy's shoulder 
just and you know the way he talks to is like you know classic he does not he has a very clear sense of it's, it's almost as if he's decided who's going to be out and who's not going to be out before the match has begun and it's like it's so interesting that just in terms of we've had this discussion about cricket in the US you know in our associate nations episode way back when but um it's i think akash to your point it's definitely coming and i think the like beyond just um obviously a large part of it is immigrant populations playing here but i think that sort of grassroots moment is starting even my club has this big juniors program for a lot of kids to start playing a lot of them are american so um it's um i think it's coming and it's it just the fact that guys like buckner and i think rusty thera and all the other people who are involved with us cricket it's coming um and it's interesting that we're able to see that firsthand so just you wait that's a very very um special way to i think transition to trivia because like at the end of the day a lot of times when like people ask us like what the point of direct hit is like to a large extent like i want people to appreciate cricket more even in the united states so that like we can have such conversations with like people apart from just like people who we have known have loved cricket for so long as well so yeah that's a really cool way to transition and it's time for trivia the last time we recorded we didn't have trivia because we were talking about our favorite players and we didn't want like stats to like mask our emotions but today like i was just really in a mood yesterday to like get some nice questions in but i got some like very easy ones because like it was it was after a long time that even i was digging for these questions so yeah let's let's begin i'm going to throw them into the fray the first question uh which australian batsman stunned pakistan in the icc world t20 semi final 2010 by scoring 60 of 24 balls leading australia into the final from an unlikely situation um how many runs were needed of the last over and how many uh, and who was the batsman why are you doing this <laughs> <laughs> so i mean like this is a flex for him to be like i looked all this stuff up get it right it was michael hussey yeah and uh, last over was it 22 runs no 18 yeah 18 yeah and so against said that said Yeah, I cried that night too. <laughs> I was uh, very remember how much you remember how many runs no you remember how many runs um Pakistan needed of the uh, sorry Australia needed of the last 3. It was in the 50. They needed 50 of the last 3 and Michael Hussey scored 60 of 24 balls. And that was yeah, like yeah. a match which I was almost sure Pakistan's winning and going into the finals with. So yeah, that was I was just trying to remember like some of the stories like of cricket that I have like seen Mr. Up, cricket is special. Yeah, and it's really cool, you know, because Michael Hussey started his career, like his international career, like very late at the age of thirty, thirty-one, and he still ended up like retiring with a lot of accolades. So all I'm saying is, Surya Kumar Yadav, at the age of thirty. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, next one. Um, what is the highest team total to have been recorded in the history of ODIs? By which team was it, and against whom? India. Looking at uh, the highest ODI total. Yeah, it was India, right? Four? No, no. England four eighty one, Australia. It's not true. Is it not? It's a it's a trick question because the answer is it was the White Ferns, the New Zealand women's cricket team. Oh yeah. Against the Ireland um women's cricket team, yes, they made four ninety one. They made four ninety one a few years yeah. ago. So yeah, that was an interesting trivia stat. Um, which Australian cricketer? This is one of my. This is one of the craziest. Like uh, like. facts that i've came, uh, that i've come across while researching for this trivia which australian cricketer holds the distinction of having scored a double century in his last ever test match not because of any other reason not because he was retiring but because he got dropped the next match onwards it was his last ever test match and he scored a double century who's this australian batsman or who is the australian player 
said Adam Voges? No. The answer will blow your mind. Was it Michael Clark? No. My second guess. Last guess, last guess, and I'll tell you guys the answer. Can you tell us a year or something? I think it was early 2000s, mid 2000s. Don't remember the year exactly. Okay, should I tell the answer? Jason Gillespie, the bowler, the bowler. I knew he had one double century. I didn't know it was on his last test. <laughs> Jason uh. Gillespie, Jason Gillespie came out to bat as a night watchman for Australia in one of the matches that they were playing. And he made 201 runs, and then he was dropped the next match onwards because his bowling form was dipping. So they dro- they dropped him because he was a bowler and his bowling form was dipping, and he scored a double century in his last ever Test match. So I remember every time incredible. every time another batsman scores a double, he's always the first person to be like, "Welcome to the club," you know, as a joke. <laughs> um, no, I, I didn't realize it was his last Test. Uh, I think Bumrah is gonna beat his record. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look likely as of now, but that 50 that he made in the, uh, the, the in the practice match was like definitely worth commenting. <laughs> um, anyway, next one. Uh, during the okay, this is a story, so I'm gonna tell the story first and then ask the question. And I think Guzai must be knowing the answer to this. But I just really loved the story when I was reading it. Um, during the Super Sixes stage of the 1999 World Cup, uh, the Pakistani management had enforced a no wives and girlfriends rule on its players, disallowing them from having significant others over in their rooms. However, one Pakistani cricketer who had only recently gotten married at the time plotted a way around this norm by asking um, his newly wedded wife to check into the hotel a few days before the um, match is before they check into the hotel. And in order to conceal their little secret, they went to such an extent that this uh, that this player's wife had to hide inside the cupboard because this player's room was frequented by lots of fans and other players. So for extended hours, like for extended periods of time, like his, like his wife would hide inside the cupboard, and then ultimately he revealed the secret to some of his teammates. So do you know who this player was? I don't, but I think it might might have been Abdul Razak. No, no it wasn't. He's he's told some wild like stories about having like multiple girlfriends like <laughs> in cricket and so I don't know I I I'm beat but it yeah. uh, the answer is the inventor of the dusra who also came up with this idea it was Sakhlein Mushtaq <laughs> 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 he, he made his wife hide inside the cupboard so that he can spend the night with her it was like really really like I don't know I, I just found the story really hilarious um, anyway next. Three last three questions. Next one. In December 2000, an Indian player bagged a fifer in the first innings and made an unbeaten 70 odd in the second innings to secure victory for India against a touring Zimbabwe in an ODI. However, this player, despite winning the Man of the Match award that day for his stellar showing with both the bat and the ball, was handed a one-match suspension for disciplinary reasons. Who was this player? Wait, you said it was an ODI? Yeah. But then, you, oh, okay. Uh, like in the first inning, like with the ball, he took a five for second yeah. innings. Anika Pranav, want to take a guess? Akash, want to take a guess? It's a player we all know. We've all seen this player. We've all seen this player play. No, no. Yeah, I was ambitious. Is he Ubraj? 
de ir, no. Last guess, last guess. Anyone? Okay, the answer is it was the Indian captain, Saurav Ganguly. Uh, he he appealed too aggressively for like some LBW decisions against the umpire, and he was handed a one match suspension. And the next question is a follow up to this. In his absence, another Indian player got the opportunity to make um, his debut um, as the captain of the Indian ODI side. Who is this player making his debut as the captain in the next match, in the remainder of the series? The next match, this this particular player captain the series. Is it Dravid? Yeah, right. Rahul Dravid captain his first ODI because Saurav Ganguly uh, was suspended for disciplinary reasons. Anyway, um, last last question for today, and it is like a staggering fact. Uh, what was the longest test match that has ever been played? And between which two teams was it played? I'm thinking the times of Hitler from Uzair's story earlier this year. Was it in England, Australia? But it was England versus some other team. I mean, players from the subcontinent don't have the energy for more than five days. So I'm going to go with South Africa. <laughs> it was South Africa. It was England versus South Africa. The match took place in Cape Town. At that time, test matches didn't have a restriction to the number of days. So England was touring Australia, uh, was touring South Africa. And the match went on for 14 days. And eventually the match was called off. It was called a draw because the ship to England was leaving the next day. So the players had to go back. So they played one test match which went on for 14 days and it ended in a draw because like the ship was leaving the next day. So like that was just a mind-blowing fact. I mean, that's how the game has evolved, dude. Like only like less than a hundred years ago, like we had a situation where there were no bounds and test matches. And now we have three formats and a T10, which is and a hundred. So like I don't know. It's like the game is evolving at such a rapid pace. This was just like, I don't know, this was incredible. Yeah. Anyway, so that was it for trivia today. Like, fairly easy questions. Thank you so much for joining us, Anika, Uzair, Sid, Akash, Panav. This was a phenomenal episode. It feels good to be recording again. feels good to be doing a new set of episodes. And hopefully see you guys again in a few days when we record another episode. Thank you so much for joining us today. I love listening to all of you guys' stories. And yeah, feels good to be doing direct hit again. And thank you. <laughs>